This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 112 is going to be from Luke chapter 13 and verse 17. God's people should still rejoice for all the good that he has done. In Luke chapter 13 and verse 17, the Bible reads, And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. And so when Jesus taught, all the multitudes rejoiced for all the glorious things that he had done. He came for the purpose of seeking and saving that which was lost, Luke 19 and verse 10. And through his teaching and through the miracles that he performed and the life that he lived, he accomplished this. And he would put to shame his adversaries because of all the good that he was doing. And the people that understood who he was, the people that truly understood who he was, and the life that he lived, and the purpose that he had come to this earth for, they rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. The people that he healed, the miracles that he did, the life he lived, and the death that he was going to suffer on the cross is worth rejoicing about today. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12, the Bible says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Even when we are persecuted for the name of Christ, it's worth rejoicing about because we can be counted worthy to suffer as he suffered. And he told us in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12, that we are blessed when we are persecuted for his sake. And in verse 11, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted those who were before you. Going on to Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, it says, What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep, and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so, it is, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. He rejoiced in finding the lost sheep. And when we worship God, and when his children go astray, we should rejoice when one of them comes back. We should rejoice. Not only should we rejoice, but we should be like Jesus and go after that one. Because one is not a bunch. But what about two? What about three? What about four? 
eventually it becomes more than the church can handle. And one soul is worth rejoicing over. One soul is worth rejoicing over. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 9, it says, And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Jesus had returned. After he had been crucified on the cross and laid in the tomb, he arose from the grave. And when they saw him, they rejoiced. And so they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him because they had the privilege of being able to worship him. I wish we would have that same attitude today when we come to the assembly today, that we have the opportunity to worship him. We should rejoice because we have the opportunity to worship him. You see, these people thought, well, Jesus was gone. He had been crucified. They didn't listen to him that he was going to uh, be resurrected from the dead. But when they saw him resurrected from the dead, they rejoiced. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. God's people should still rejoice for all the good that he has done. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 47, And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. This was when Mary was told she was going to have a son. And that his, her son was going to be the Savior of the world. She rejoiced in God. At his promise. We should rejoice in God at the promises that he gives to us today. We should rejoice. Too many times in the world today, God's people are a solemn people. That's not rejoicing in the Lord. We need to be a people that are rejoicing in the things that God has told us to rejoice in. We should rejoice when we're persecuted. We should rejoice over a sheep that comes back to God. We should rejoice in the fact that we can worship him. And we should rejoice in our hope and the promises that he has made us. In Luke chapter 19 and verse 37 says, Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. We read the scriptures and we see everything that God did from sending his son to this world to Jesus performing miracles to his apostles performing miracles through his name to going to the cross for our sins to the parables to the giving of his word to his resurrection from the dead. We should be rejoicing when we're studying his word and seeing the mighty works that he has done through his word. God's people should still rejoice for all the good that he has done. We need to be a people that count ourselves blessed to be able to worship our God. In Acts chapter 5, verses 33 through 42, when they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, 
Thaddeus rose up, claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about four hundred, joined him. He was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. You see, they were happy. They rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They were thrown in jail. They were beaten. But they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer in his name. We need to rejoice that we are counted worthy to suffer for Christ when we suffer for Christ. And we need to go about and preach the gospel. We need to go and do as they did in verse 42. And daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Because they were rejoicing. It was something that made them happy. Preaching and teaching God's word brought about joy in their lives. And it showed. We need to show that we are joyful to be a teacher and proclaimer of Christ. A God's people should still rejoice for all the good that he has done. In Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, the Bible says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Cadus, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself uh, or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Atasus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. In verse 39, 
after Philip had taught him and baptized him, the spirit caught Philip away, but the eunuch went on rejoicing. The fact that he had found God and found what God's will was for his life and he was obedient to God made this eunuch ecstatic that he was able to be right in God's eyes. Are we ecstatic that we have the word of God and that we are capable of doing what's right in his eyes? We need to go on our way rejoicing. God's people should still rejoice for all the good that he has done. In Acts, I'm sorry, in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, the Bible says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in the hearts, in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given it to us. We need to rejoice that we have this hope. In verse 2 it says, Though, through, also, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory of God. Rejoice in the hope of glory of God. And then in verses 6 through 11 of Romans chapter 5, it says, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. If you've been saved from your sins, if you've been obedient to Christ and been baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, you should be rejoicing that you have received the re reconciliation through our Lord Jesus Christ. This should be something in which you are ecstatic about the fact that he was willing to die for your sins and that he provided a means by which you could have atonement for your sins. And all we have to do is be obedient to him. As said in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. We should be ecstatic that we have received salvation through our Lord by obedience to him. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 17, But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And that form of doctrine is talked about in verses 1 through 7. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. 
we should go about rejoicing that we have been freed from sin by obedience to our Lord. God's people should still rejoice for all the good that he has done. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.